Happy Thursday for today's edition of the Locked on NHL podcast. Jay and I are going to continue to complain about a few lists, the top five centers, the top five goalies, and the top five defensemen that were voted on by the hosts of all the Locked on NHL shows. A lot of fun. These were done over the last week, and we're going to talk about them right after this. You're Locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Locked On NHL Podcast. I am Hunter Hodes, the host of Locked On Penguins. That is Jay Foster, one of the hosts of Locked On Blue Jackets. I should say I'm one of the hosts of Locked On Penguins now because I know you just go ahead and forget Pat like that immediately. I know. Just I'm sorry, Pat. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but I'm one of the hosts of Locked On Penguins. That is one of the hosts of Locked On Blue Jackets here for. Every Thursday for the Locked On NHL podcast. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen slash watch of the day. So, Jay, let's get right into it. Over the last week, the host got to vote on who the top five players are at each each position Excuse me, in the NHL. Also got to vote on the top five mascots and a whole bunch of other polls. So we're starting off with the centers for today's episode. And I have it for those watching on YouTube. I'll you know read it for those just listening. Connor McDavid at number one, Leon Dreisaitl at number two, Nathan McKinnon at number three, Austin Matthews at number four, and Jack Hughes at number five. I'll just go ahead and be a little bit of a homer here. The fact that Sidney Crosby is not in the top five, even though he is in his mid-30s, is kind of insane to me. He just had 90-plus points this past season. I would personally remove Jack Hughes from there, even though he just was obviously awesome this past season. He's probably going to hit... 100-plus points this upcoming season, but with what Sid just did at 35 years old, I would have him in my top five. What do you think of, of this list? Yeah, it's not the worst list in the world. Like, like I probably would replace Jack Hughes with Crosby and bump Crosby up probably above Austin Matthews, maybe above Nate McKinnon. Um, just, I think, I don't know. I could, I could see it either way. I'm not mad that McKinnon went third. Um but I, I probably would put Crosby above him just in terms of like longevity of dominance in in the in the league. It's hard to argue putting him over Drysaitel or McDavid just because of how bonkers good they are. But yeah, Crosby was the biggest omission. Um, but I'm not mad about like Austin Matthews. I feel like gets a has a bad reputation for not being a good center, but he's. He's pretty. He is a pretty darn good player. Um, he's a surprisingly good center. Um, I always forget that he is like not terrible defensively. Um, because I think his game is so offensively minded. I'm like, oh, he's probably terrible defensively, and that's not how that's how it works for a lot of a lot of elite players. Um, McKinnon, obviously, a monster. Like you watch him barreling down the wing, and it's a bad time for everyone involved. Um, and I like Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is a very, very good player. I just think Crosby deserves a little more respect by yeah. by the people who who took this poll. Exactly. I mean, he came in at number six, so they gave him respect. Again, I, I would probably move him up 
at least one ranking here. I do agree with you overall. McDavid and Drysaddle, I think, are the two best centers in the league. McKinnon, I would personally have McKinnon over Crosby right now. I think McKinnon is just a one-man wrecking crew in the offensive zone. His defensive metrics have also gotten a little bit better. You can also say the same for Connor McDavid. His defensive metrics used to be terrible, but they've actually really been better the past couple of years. And we can argue for days about Jack Hughes. You, know, you go down the list a little bit here. Braden Point comes in at number seven. Tage Thompson comes in at number eight. Elias Pedersen, number nine. Jack Eichel, number 10. Barkov at number 11. I would move Sasha Barkov up a little bit, to be honest. I, I think he's one well. of the- He's so underrated. Yeah. Um, I would move Jack Eichel up as well, personally. Um, there's a lot of very... The thing is, there's a lot of very, very good centers in this league. Um and they can't all be in the top five, but yeah, I would I would move Eichel up. I would move Barkov up. Um, Tage Thompson is fine where he is. I wouldn't put him there. Um, same thing with Braden Point. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe I undervalue Braden Point. Um, he's a very, very good player, but I don't necessarily think of him in the same conversation as guys like Sasha Barkov, who I think is a really, really underrated center in this league. With Patrice Bergeron now gone or retired, I should say, you can actually make the case that Barkov. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> retired. Obviously, you know, he called it a career about a little over a week ago. With him now retired, you can actually make the case that Barkov is the best two-way center in the league. You know, he's been right up there for the Selkie numerous times throughout his career. Was great offensively this past season for the Panthers. I would definitely move him up per se. Thompson, I think he's fine there. He's He showed this past season that his last year, 2021-2022, was not a fluke because that was the big thing for him heading into this year, right? They are like, okay, he played really well. He got that massive contract. A lot of people laughed at it, myself included. I'm going to old takes expose oh, myself 100% here. 100% sure. Yeah, I, I also did. Like, he owned I, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I laughed at it. I thought it was ridiculous considering he only put up good production for one year. He goes out and has an even better year this past season. It makes, makes me look like a complete moron. But I'm fine with him there. Um, Eichel, I would also move up as well. He just had a great playoff for the Golden Knights. Had a great regular season overall for the Knights. Because of Benajad, I think it's he's okay right there. Nico Heeshear, I'd move him up too. I mean, I think he's also one of the best two-way centers in the league. Now that Bergeron is retired, I'll, I'll just keep saying that. He's also going to be a prime candidate for the Selkie each and every year. He already was, but when Bergeron was playing, it was just his award to lose. It was Bergeron's lose. award to lose, yeah. yeah. What did he have, seven Selkies in his career? Like, it's up there. I believe it was, um, I believe it was five. It feels very much like Hisha and um, Barkov are like the next generation of... Um, like Kopitar and Bergeron, because I, I would still put Kopitar up there as one of the best two-way centers in the league, even though he's a million years old now. Um, he did not get included on this list, which I'm probably fine with. Uh, but yeah, Hishir and, and Barkov, I think, are probably going to be battling for the Selkie for the next 10 years. Oh, for sure. And it is six Selkies that Bergeron won during his career. Six, that was, was off. Off by one. I'll take it. Only one by one. I thought it was five, but you know, we, we, we meet in the middle for that one. Overall, though, you know, this list, again, not really too upset about it. It is funny, though, seeing Evgeny Malkin at, what, 15, I believe, on this list below, you know, Matt Barzell, Dylan Larkin. And don't get me wrong. I think Dylan Larkin and Matt Barzell are two electrifying players. But Evgeny Malkin at 36 this past season just had a point-per-game year. 
I think he deserves at least a little bit of love. I know the Penguins homer in me is coming out a little bit there, but I think his season and with where he stacks up to the other players in the league, I think he deserves a little more love right now considering what he just did coming off major knee surgery. Yeah, I think he he struggles because he kind of has the problem that Dreisaitl has been having a little bit, which is he plays behind Sidney Crosby. And so in in a lot of people's heads, I think they're like, well, I've got Malkin's a, a second-line center, forgetting that on probably a good third of the league, he'd be a top-line center, you know? So that's, right. I can understand people putting him there. I probably would put him a little bit higher, but I, I get it. Right. Is there any other... So any other player on this list that really jumped out at you before we head to talk about goalies and yell about those? Um, I do want to give a very quick shout out to Connor Bedard being on this is poll, despite the fact that he hasn't played um, a single NHL game yet. He did come in 18th of the 18 players we ranked, um, which again is, is unsurprising, but I did just want to give it a quick shout out to uh, uh, our channel manager who put these polls together. Um, and Maybe next year, Connor Bedard will be way higher up. But right now, it's very funny to see him on this poll. Sorry, Connor. It is. I mean, and I do think he's going to be pretty high on this list next year, especially if he has a great rookie season for the Chicago Blackhawks. But yeah, I do agree with you. I think it's kind of funny that he's on there, even though he hasn't played any NHL games yet. But that will wrap up this segment. Coming up right after this, Jay and I are going to yell about goalies and who was ranked in the top five, who was snubbed, who should move up, who should go a little below. That's coming up just right after this. Before we get to that, though, we have to discuss FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use them on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and LockedOn. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. I am Hunter Hodes. That is Jay Foster. All right, Jay, your favorite time has come. You love talking about goaltenders. I love also talking about goalies. Here are the top five goalies that were ranked by the NHL hosts. Again, I'm going to show it for the YouTube audience, but I'll just give the list for the audio audience. Coming in at number one, Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Number two, Igor Shesterkin of the New York Rangers. Number three, Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. Number four, UC Soros of the National Predators. And number five, Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders. I don't know about you. I'm fine with number one. Andre Vasilevsky, I think, is the best goalie in hockey. Igor Shostorkin, I would put number two. I'm sorry. People are criminally underrating Ilya Sorokin. He is a top three goalie in this league. I would have Soros and Hellebuck at that four or five spot, then maybe Ottinger at that number six, number seven spot. But Sorokin, he is an absolute machine. He was the biggest reason why the Islanders got to the playoffs this past season. If he did not have the season that he had, they would have probably been you know, close to a lottery team. That's just how good he is. Again, I know all the goalies in this top five are awesome, but Sorokin is being criminally underrated. What do you think of the list? See, I have a completely different opinion of this. Um, I don't think Andre Vasilevsky has been the best goalie in the league for a few years now. Um, he's still very good. Don't get me wrong. But I would have both Shesterkin and Sorokin above him. Um, 
I, I have, yeah, I have no issue with the five goalies that were named. Um, I've lost my list of goalies. There it is. Um, I have no problem with the five goalies that were named. I would just put them in a very different order, I think. Shosturkin, Sorokin, then a, a toss-up between Vasilevsky and Hellebuck, uh, and then probably Saros in at number five. And I still, even then, I'm like, man, I wish I could put Saros higher because I really, really like UC Saros as a goalie. Um yeah, Vasilevsky, he's elite. He's very good. I just think he has been a little more ordinary the past couple of seasons. Um, like, the, think... his Vezina win has always bothered me because he had the most wins in the league. He did not have the best goalie stats in the league. And, like, obviously, there's a lot of things that go into account with all of this. Um, but there was definitely a year where he should have won the Vesna and didn't. So I guess it balances out. Uh, but... Yeah, and then obviously you've got Linus Allmark at six, Jake Ottinger at seven. I don't know that I will put Linus Allmark that high after, you know, really one very, very good season, um, which, again, maybe it's just a little bit of recency bias kicking in, but I like Jake Ottinger a lot. And after that, it really kind of drops off in quality with this poll, sorry to say, but there's the top seven and then there's like a massive gap between seven and eight in my opinion which that's is, how uh, that's how it is with goalies uh in, with the abs i believe philip Gust- gustafson with the wild Stuart skinner with the oilers sergey Bobrovsky coming in at 11th somehow uh jacob markstrom jeremy swayman and uh carter hart because i guess you have to they i guess they ran out of goalies to rank um sorry carter that was mean but i didn't realize how big the drop-off in elite to ordinary the goalie situation was until I looked at this list. That that's all I was gonna say, Jay. I feel like there's five to seven elite goaltenders in this league. After that, you have you know four to five good goalies, and then after that, it's just a bunch of average netminders. The drop off is massive, and you no, know, I think with Vasilevsky, your take on that, I understand it, but I also think maybe that has. A little bit to do with the Lightning being gassed these past couple of years. And I think him especially being gassed. Look at who his backups have been. I mean, Brian Elliott, he's really never been that good. Oh, for sure. He's played, he logged a lot of minutes. Um, yeah. And, like, he was fine this season. He had a 9.15 save percentage, um, which is very good. You know, I would kill for 9.15 goaltending on my team. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like – and he's – He's not getting up there in age, but I would guess he's probably about 30 if I had to if I had to guess without looking. So, you know, he's definitely probably on a downward trajectory with his game uh from now. And so I think it, I think it's just a case that the young guys are starting to come in and prove that they can be the elite Russian goalie in the league because I feel like we always have to have one. Um but yeah, I like I like the Shosturkin Sorokin duo a whole bunch. I think they're both extremely, extremely good goalies. And if we get a World Cup of Hockey soon or the next Olympics, if Russia is allowed to participate, of course, in those, they will have. How do you, how do you pick a starter from? I don't know. I really don't know how you pick that. I mean, Vasilevsky is going to be the older of the bunch, so maybe they'll go with one of the younger two goalies. But you can still go with Vasilevsky, especially if he's not. As tax, I think it's he's been the last couple of years. I still think he's the best in the league, but I also understand your take. Outside of that, I would also move Jake Ottinger up to number mm-hmm. six. Allmark, you know, he belongs in that 
you know, six to seven range, not taking anything away from how good his season was. It was a very historic season. I just don't think he's going to do that again for the Bruins, especially on a team now without Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. You know, they don't have their two centers heading into next season. I think they're due for a little bit of a drop off. I'm sorry. Alex Georgiev, what'd you say? We're going to see what Linus Olmark is made of this season, I think. Right. It's easy to play well when you have a historically good team in front of you. Not to take away from what Olmark did, but I think his time in goal was probably a, a little to a lot easier than many other goalies. Right. I, I would agree with that. I mean, he was pretty good even before he got to Boston. I just don't think he ever had, you know, he just never got to fully show it on a contending team. After all, after Allmark though, you know Ottinger. I'm sorry, Alex Georgiev in the top ten is hilarious. I mean, he's but like, who else would you put in the top ten? Yeah, like, I'm just thinking through goalies in my head now, and like, that's true. I mean, it's we're in a weird. A, I feel like we're in a weird space of goalies at the minute, where all of the greats are kind of so like Lundqvist is done, um, Jonathan Quick, who is very good for a long time for the Kings, like that generation, Carey Price, are all starting to kind of bow out. And so we've got this new generation that's starting to like be up and coming. Like Stuart Skinner had a really, really good rookie season for the Oilers. If, they, if they've got a goalie now, like that's watch out everyone else in the West. Um, but we're kind of in a weird transitional piece right now where the young guys are still finding their feet and the old guys are starting to really decline. So... Right. And I do think Jeremy Swayman deserves more love on this list. He was awesome for the Bruins this past season. I believe he had a 919-920 save percentage. Him and Allmark were just fantastic for them. If he has another season like that for the Bruins this year, he's going to rise the ranks considerably. Carter Hart, it is funny seeing him be on there, but he actually was pretty decent for the Flyers this past year. Gave them at least average goaltending on a team that was one of the worst teams in the league. I don't really mind that that much. Jacob Markstrom... He had a little bit of a down year this year for the Flames, so I would maybe move him down. Well, I mean, a so bit. did everyone on Calgary, so like it's understandable. A name that is uh, missing in my mind, uh, Vitek Vanacek was very good for the New Jer- for the New Jersey Devils this season, which yes. I was not expecting because he was extremely ordinary in um, Washington. Comes in, Mackenzie Blackwood gets injured, Vanacek gets his chance, and both he and Schmidt. Uh, were both very good for the Devils. And so the fact that he's not on this list is uh, quite surprising, personally speaking. I do think you also may see Tristan Jari on this list next season. I know, bringing out the Penguins homer takes here on Thursday's episode of Locked in NHL. But I do think Jari is squarely in that 8-12, to 9-13 to 13 range when he's healthy and when he's actually playing. He's been a 9-20 goalie just a couple of years ago for the Penguins. If he stays healthy this year and he gives them above average goaltending, I think you will see him vault up this list considerably next season. Well, not vault up this list. He'll get on the list for next season. But I do think he can definitely be on this list if he stays healthy and if he stays consistent. Do you have anything else to say on the goalies for this? Or I don't think so. Just that I would love to see Elvis on this list next year. Um, I'm not convinced that'll happen. Like I said, like we, we talked about this on yesterday's Locked on Penguins, actually. Um, I would love to get league average goaltending out of Elvis this season. Ideally better, but I would love to see Elvis really come back strong and, and be on this list. Um, but I 100% understand that he 
is not and should not be on on the list. Of, what is this? The top fourteen goalies? Yeah, it's about that. Yeah, and I don't understand why Tristan was not on the list this year, just because he was banged up a lot and he was inconsistent. But I do think if he yeah stays healthy, gets back to being consistent like he was in 2021, 2022, he will be on this list for next season. But that will do it for this segment. Coming up to end the show. Jay and I are going to discuss the top five defensemen in the NHL and whether or not we agree with that poll. So stick around for that coming up right after this. All right, we're back here on this Thursday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. I am Hunter Hodes. That is Jay Foster. So again, as I did for the goalies and the centers, here are the top five defensemen in the NHL as voted on by the Locked On NHL hosts. Number one, Kale McCarr. Number two, Eric Carlson. Man, does does not. I love seeing that penguin next to his name, that's for sure. Number three, Adam Fox. Number four, Miro Haskinen. And number five, Roman Yossi. Kale McCarr is the best defenseman in the league. I mean, I don't really think that's a hot take to say anything. People can argue what they want, but McCarr, when he is on the ice, when he is healthy, there is not a better defenseman in the league, both offensively and defensively. He is a one-man wrecking crew in the offensive zone. His defensive metrics are just outstanding. He almost won the Norris this past season, even though he missed quite a bit of time. I know they gave it to Carlson because of his 101 points, but if McCarr doesn't miss time, he may actually win the Norris considering how good he is when he's on the ice. Carlson, number two. I would maybe move him down a little bit. I I can't believe I'm even saying that because he's now a Penguin. But, I mean, is he going to be at that level this upcoming season? I'm a little skeptical. I think he'll get, again, maybe 70, 75, 80 points. Defensively, he could be a little bit better playing with a better partner. But I don't think he's the second-best defenseman in the league right now. I think he's in that number three to four range. He's definitely in the top five, at least in my opinion. But I don't think he's number two. Fox, I would move up a little bit. I think Fox and McCarr are the two best defensemen. In the league, you have Haskinen on there, Roman Yossi. Yossi, I would move up a little bit. I think I would have Haskinen at that number five spot. I think he's criminally underrated by a lot of people in the league. But you can also make an argument for Charlie McAvoy to come on this list. He was he's been fantastic throughout his career in Boston. When you look at this list, Jay, what would you change? Yeah, I would bump Carlson down almost immediately. Um, I think. Uh, Fox is better than him. Uh, I would probably put Roman Yossi ahead of him as well. Uh, obviously, Eric Carson did incredible things this season. Um, will he recreate that kind of magic on the Penguins? Who's to say? But I I like Roman Yossi a whole bunch. I think he is criminally underrated. Even, even like he, he has a, a Norris, I believe, and I still yes. think... He's criminally underrated. He's a very, very good defenseman. Um, Heskinen, I like a lot. I'm not mad, but I am surprised that Victor Hedman seems to have slid all the way to sixth. Um, I have never been a huge Hedman fan. Um, I think he's good, but I've never seen him as like, oh, he's the best defenseman in the league by far which I think a lot of people have for for a long time. Um, so seeing him slide all the way down to sixth was surprising. Um, Quinn Hughes was was uh, ninth or tenth on this list. I would bump him up probably all the way to six or seven. I think Quinn Hughes is another one of those players that is criminally underrated. Um, but apart from apart from that, like I get it's again. I have no issues with the top five, 
I would just put them in a different order, but I agree. Kale McCarr, clear-cut number one. Adam Fox at number two. Um, probably Yossi at three. Carlson at four. Heiskanen at five. And then, yeah, I think, excuse me, Charlie McAvoy needs some love. Quinn Hughes needs some love. Um, Rasmus again, Darlene. I feel like there's a big, like, Rasmus Darlene was sick for the Sabres this year. But then after that, I feel like there's, a, again, a huge drop-off from elite to... I would say I would say a drop off from elite to star, which I think is a different mm-hmm. tier. That's fair, and it's funny. I actually have always been a massive Victor Hedman fan throughout his time in the NHL. I think there was a time not too long ago where he was the best defenseman in the league. I think you know injuries, him getting up there in age, has also just kind of diminished him among voters a little bit. But I still think he's. In that six to seven range of being an elite defenseman in the NHL, if he stays healthy this upcoming season, I think he could rise the ranks a little bit. Agree with you on Quinn Hughes. He is awesome. Rasmus Dahlin did unbelievable things for the Sabres this past season, showed why he was the number one overall pick in the NHL draft. If he continues on that trajectory this upcoming season, the Sabres are going to be even scarier because they were really close to making the playoffs this past year. He keeps playing like that. I think there's a good chance that they will be a playoff team this upcoming season. The thought of Dougie Hamilton play offense against a combination of Rasmus Darlene and Owen Power for the next 10 to 15 seasons sounds like a bad time to me personally. I'm glad the Penguins and the Blue Jackets are not in the Atlantic Division to me. see that. They only, they only have to play them three times a year as opposed to, you know, four or five or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, again, Carnox are my top two. Carlson at three would probably move Yossi up to four. Haskinen at five would move McAvoy up a little bit. I would honestly have McAvoy that six, Hedman seven. We can do like a 6A, 6B kind of thing there. I think McAvoy is just so underrated throughout the league. I don't think people realize the stuff that he has been doing with the Boston Bruins. Sergachev is great, but I don't think he's in that elite, elite tier. Hamilton is great. Don't think he's in that elite tier either. After that though, Jay, you got... Josh Morrissey, which, I mean, that's, I would put Brandon Montour over him, to be honest. Devon Taves is also criminally underrated. I don't know how he's way too far down the list here. I think I would put him over Petrangelo, Morrissey, maybe even Sergachev. I, I am a huge. Oh, yeah, I think I would put him over Sergachev, frankly. I like yeah, Devon Taves a lot. I think, again, he's a very underrated. Um, and he's done a really good job in um, Colorado. Islanders got absolutely posed in that trade two second round picks two second round picks for a top pairing defenseman who has shout out lou lamorello good job Lou, <laughs> doing that trade just going down the list here you got morgan riley oh vince dunn should be moved up i'm sorry he just yes, had he move. was excellent yeah. for the kraken this yes season. he was unreal this year got a massive raise from seattle they gave him a big extension well deserved he should be higher on this list i think he is also criminally underrated Hampus Lindholm, Shea Theodore, Evan Bouchard. I mean, okay. I mean, if we're putting Hampus Lindholm and Evan Bouchard on here, we just put Chris Letang on there too. I think Chris Letang still at this point is better than Bouchard and Hampus Lindholm. But that's I was going to say similar things about Zach Wierenski. Um, I was a little surprised that Zach Wierenski didn't make, make this list. Again, maybe this is the homer in us speaking out. But um, I understand he missed a bunch of the season. He missed basically all of the season. So like maybe that's... That's what well, went into the decision making, but I was a little surprised because I do think Wierenski is probably one of the the top eighteen to twenty defensemen in this league. You know, there was a conversation for a while whether he was in kind of the top the top five, top ten. 
he's backslid a little bit since then, but I was surprised to not see him on this list at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I would put Chris Letang in that, at least that top 18 to 20 in the NHL. I mean, I don't think, it, again, he's a top 10 defenseman in the league right now. Just uh, yeah, I feel like if you're putting Campus Lindholm in there, Chris Letang should probably, I would, I would have put Chris Letang in instead of uh, Campus Lindholm. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's I 100% agree on that. I don't think I have too much else to say about this list. I mean, hey, it's funny. We really weren't too riled up about most of these lists compared to last week with the Stanley Cup winners, but we still disagree. No, we did get real. We did get too mad about that. I think we got a little, a little less mad this time. Um, good job, guys, getting it mostly right. This, this yes. Week. If there's anything else you have to say about the defenseman before we wrap up, floor is yours. I don't think so. Um, no, I, I think I am all good. I was going to have a hot take, but I think I'm going to save it. I think I'm also all good. Again, great job on the polls, everyone. Let me let us know what you think down the YouTube comments. You can also send us, you know, maybe friendly DMs at least on social media if you want to about these lists. But had a lot of fun voting in them. Thank you to everyone who made them. And again, thank you all so much for listening to slash watching this episode of the Locked on NHL podcast. The show will be back on Friday with Rachel and Jay. I believe Gil will be back Gil for that will episode. Be returning, so you should all go check it out because. You should be happy that Gil's back. Yes, please go support the show with Rachel and Gil, especially coming back. Glad that he is okay coming back from recovering in the hospital. But thank you all so much for listening to slash watching this episode of the Locked on NHL podcast. And the show will be back on Friday.